up this half hour, we'll hear about pets that make friends with animals from other species. We'll learn why a goat makes a great companion for a horse. And we'll get the latest on a chihuahua who was having a little difficulty finding his forever home. If you have a pet horse and he needs a companion, or you simply want to add a pet goat to your menagerie, here are some things to think about in this article titled, Do Horses Get Along with Goats? Everything You Need to Know by Carmela Abel in equinehelper.com's Horse Tips Lifestyle. Owning horses, goats, and tons of other animals has always been a dream of mine. However, I know that you should be careful when keeping different breeds of animals together. Here's what I've learned about owning goats and horses and how they get along with each other. Do horses get along with goats? Horses and goats get along very well with one another and can even be kept in the same pasture. Because they are both herd animals, they typically bond with each other quickly. However, male goats can be far more aggressive towards humans and other animals, while female goats tend to be more docile. Because of this, horses and female goats get along the best. If you're considering owning horses and goats, there's a lot you should know to help you prepare and ensure that everything goes smoothly. What to know before keeping horses and goats together. Normal horse fences might not contain a goat. Goats are good at escaping, so make certain you have good fencing that they can't escape from. It's recommended that you add mesh or something similar to your fences since goats can easily escape from the fence that's used to keep horses. Choose a goat that doesn't have horns for your horse's sake. When goats become comfortable with a horse, they've been known to walk underneath them and between their legs. Because of this, I think it's best practice to avoid keeping a goat that has horns with your horse to avoid any incidents in the future. Use caution when introducing your horse to goats. Anytime you introduce your horse to new animals, it should be done with extreme caution and care. And the case is no different when it comes to introducing horses and goats. Before you keep your horse and goat together, you should first ensure that they are comfortable with one another's presence. If you leave them alone too early and without making proper introductions, your horse can easily wound or even kill the goat. When first introducing them to each other, I recommend having your horse on a lead rope or in a round pen with the goat on the outside of the pen. Slowly bring them closer to one another, but back off for a moment if either animal shows fear or discomfort. Continue this process until your goat is close enough for the horse to bend down and smell. Continue bringing them into each other's presence and feeding them near one another in a controlled environment before letting them loose together. Once they are together, watch them for any problems, particularly around feeding time. If you plan on giving your horse or goat any special grains or supplements, I recommend separating them while you do so as eating time can give rise to conflicts. Goats can injure themselves by eating too much. Any food you keep around your goats should be securely stored because they are great at getting into things and have been known to eat themselves to death. When a goat eats too much, they can get illnesses known as scours or bloat, both of which can kill them in 24 hours or less. Something else to be aware of is that 
Goats also like to nibble on trees and any other plants. Because of this, you should take stock of the different plants and trees on your property to find out if there's anything that could harm them and take measures to remove it or keep your goat away from it. Horses and goat diseases. One of the great things about keeping horses and goats together is that there aren't any parasites or diseases that can be passed between them. However, both species still require routine vaccinations in order to keep them in healthy condition. Consult with a trained veterinarian to learn the exact requirements for your animals. Commercial horse feed is bad for goats. One danger of keeping goats near horses is that the commercial feed you give to your horse is actually toxic for goats. Should your goat ever get into your horse's feed while unsupervised, things could get really bad. If you plan on owning horses and goats, make sure you have a secure method for storing their food. I recommend metal containers that can't be knocked over. Goats are incredibly crafty, so if there's any food around that isn't completely secure, they'll likely find a way to get into it. While commercial horse feed is bad for your goats, the quality of hay that you feed your horses is perfectly suitable for goats as well. Keeping horses and goats together, the benefits. Horses and goats' different diets make for healthier fields. Goats eat weeds and other plants while typically leaving the grass for the horses. If your pasture has lots of weeds, adding a few goats into the mix can greatly improve the health of your pasture by clearing away the bed and making more space for lush green grass to grow. Goats are like toddlers in that there's not much they won't try to nibble on, so keep a close eye on them and ensure that nothing is left out that could be dangerous for them to consume. Keeping a goat as a companion for your horse is cheap. If you're looking for a cheap companion for your otherwise solitary horse, goats are an excellent option. Horses are herd animals and as such, they should never be kept alone. Goats allow you to provide a good companion for them without having to break the bank. Not only are they smaller, so they naturally eat less, but they also don't require supplements and special grains, which can save you a lot of money. However, when goats are young, pregnant, and nursing, they can benefit from the added nutrition of grains and supplements. Keeping horses and goats together that get along can be entertaining. When your goat becomes comfortable around your horse, the results can be pretty entertaining. Goats like to climb on things, and whether or not that thing happens to be another animal doesn't seem to bother them. Goats are quite avid horseback riders. Frequently asked questions about owning horses with goats. Can pygmy goats live with horses? Pygmy goats can live with horses. However, because of their size, they might not be the best option if you're looking for a companion for your horse. A horse could easily wound a pygmy goat without even trying to because of their small size. If you want to get a companion goat for your horse, I recommend choosing a normal-sized female that doesn't have any horns. Female goats are typically friendlier to humans and other animals, and choosing one that doesn't have any horns will help prevent accidental injuries to your horse. Can horses and goats eat the same food? 
Horses and goats can be kept in the same field and in general eat most of the same foods. Goats eat grass, although they tend to prefer weeds and other plants. Goats should never be fed commercial horse feed because it's toxic for their bodies. Goats can eat the same hay that you give your horses without any problems. Do goats keep horses calm? If your horse is unusually nervous, it's been reported that goats can help calm them. They've been used for this purpose at horse races for years. As herd animals, horses naturally need another animal's company in order to be happy. So getting a goat for a horse that's alone is definitely a good idea. Can horses get sick from goats? Horses and goats do not have any diseases or parasites that can be passed between them. However, you should always consult a trained veterinarian when it comes to the care of your animals. Both horses and goats require unique health care routines that should be carefully followed. In addition, in order to prevent illnesses in your animals, you should ensure that they always have plenty of food and water, adequate shelter from the elements, and a clean pasture or stall. In closing, horses and goats can get along great when everything is done the right way. To learn more about horses, you can check out more of my recent articles at equinehelper.com. Next, four animals that make great companions for your horse. Posted April 30th, 2020 by Deer Creek Structures in Texas. Did you know that horses are considered herd animals? It's true. Horses are social by nature and can actually become lonely and anxious if they don't get the companionship they crave. It can sometimes be difficult for a horse owner to fulfill this need by themselves. Fortunately, horses are amiable creatures that get along with many other types of livestock and household animals. If your horse looks like they're in need of a friend, consider bringing in one of these animals to keep them company. First on the list is dogs. Dogs make great buddies for horses because they're friendly and easy to travel with. As long as they're well-trained, you can bring them with you to shows and on rides, in addition to letting them play in the fields with your horse. Dogs often develop a close bond with their horse pails and become protective of them, offering you both an extra layer of security. Cats. While cats are not ideal travelers, they do make perfect companions for hanging out in the barn or grazing the pasture. They'll cuddle up with your horse, providing them with a sense of closeness and affection they often need to be fully happy and healthy. Plus, cats will deter rodents and other pests from invading stalls or stealing food. Next is goats. Goats are naturally friendly and sociable creatures, making it easy for them to form an instant friendship with your horse. They also travel well, graze pastures, and are content. They also travel well, graze pastures, and are content in stalls, meaning they can keep your horse company wherever they go. And cows. If you already own and care for a horse, adding one or a few cows to your livestock collection won't require much work. They eat a lot of the same foods as a horse and can harmoniously share a barn and pasture, offering peaceful companionship. Cows and horses also help keep each other healthy as they carry different 
internal parasites that can disrupt the life cycle of their counterparts' parasites, helping to keep them under control. Next, eight interspecies animal relationships that prove love is all you need. Portions of this article in which curious animals model love, kindness, and companionship by Alexandra Malloy, February of 2017, Sierra Club, sierraclub.org. That's right. Turns out animals in cross-species relationships have a thing or two to teach us humans about setting aside our differences and kissing up. The scientific community is increasingly looking at what makes cross-species relationships tick and why they captivate us. Dr. Mark Beckoff, Professor Emeritus of Ecology and Evolutionary Biology at the University of Colorado, Boulder, noted in a New York Times article that videos depicting such interactions offer a way for people to connect with nature, from which they feel increasingly detached. Beckoff has seen coyotes befriend dogs and badgers. He notes that while such meetings often involve tension and a cacophony of snarls, odd couple friendships often develop between domesticated critters or else those in captivity. It's important to the animals that form these relationships because they're social beings and benefit from that, he says. Beckoff, whose dog Jethro once rescued a baby bunny and later a bird, Jethro has since passed away, notes that the scientific community is increasingly accepting the fact that animals are conscious beings, exhibiting a variety of emotions. I think humans are drawn to animal relationships because they are novel and they are surprising, he says. Studying them opens the door to plasticity, flexibility, and diversity, and it also shows that a lot of behavior isn't hardwired like we thought. What's more, they're swoon-worthy. In need of proof that even in 2017, love and friendship abound, read on. How Pereira de Souza, the human, and Dindim, the penguin. In May 2011, a retired bricklayer living on the shores of Provetta Beach in Ia Grande, Brazil, spied a small black and white bird floating in the surf. How Pereira de Souza walked to the water where he plucked an oil-covered Magellanic penguin from the Atlantic. D'Souza cleaned, nursed, and named the bird Dindim, eventually returning him to the water. Instead of swimming back to his penguin home, though, Dindim opted to stay with his rescuer until February 2012, sleeping in D'Souza's backyard and relaxing in the family room. Dindim did eventually return to the water, but he continues to visit his savior and friend every year, staying for months on end. The next is Desi Moomoo, the dairy cow, and Lucy the pig. This pair calls the Happy Herd Farm Sanctuary in Elder Grove, British Columbia home. Desi, the rescued dairy cow, sanctuary owners Diane Marsh and Stephen Wilshire's first calf, first met Lucy the piglet when he was only two weeks old. The two bonded immediately, and although they've gotten a tad older and much bigger, they still spend their days lounging about. They've recently been joined by a cute new companion, Baby the Donkey. Coco the Gorilla and Her Kittens 
This is one of the more famous animal relationships of our time. In 1971, Stanford University student Penny Patterson spotted Coco at the San Francisco Zoo and began to tutor the gorilla in sign language, a project that was supposed to last four years has since stretched to 44. Coco now lives at the Gorilla Foundation in Woodside, California, actively uses more than 1,000 signs in American Sign Language and can understand more than 2,000 words of spoken English. Besides interspecies communication and her friendship with Patterson, Coco's main hobby is feline friendships. Her first cat, which she named Allball, joined her in 1984. Sadly, Allball was killed by a car one year. Then, on July 4, 2015, Coco's 44th birthday, the gorilla gained two new friends, Ms. Gray, a little aptly-colored furball that the gorilla chose and cuddled, Ms. Gray, a little aptly-colored furball that the gorilla chose and cuddled, and another of the six kittens called Ms. Black. Fear not, kitten lovers. After Coco had her pick, the remaining four kittens were adopted by humans. Hessel the dog and Hannes the cat. The dog versus cat rivalry is a classic interspecies dynamic, but Dutch photographer Bert Jankens has been lucky enough to capture a shift in the domestic pet sphere, namely the abundant love between his Labrador retriever, Hessel, and his cat, Hannes. Before Hannes arrived, Hessel wasn't fond of cats, John Cans said in an interview to dogairs.com. Like a typical dog, Hessel thought felines were for chasing, but almost immediately Hannes and Hessel became friends. Now they are almost eight and seven respectively. Hans spends his days following the lab around sleeping on his bed and supping from his food bowl. Sniffer the dog and Tinny the fox. This is a real-life fox and hound story. Norwegian photographer Torger Berg was out on a walk with his dog Tinny when the two stumbled across a wild fox. Now Tinny and the fox, since named Sniffer, regularly race through the woods while Berg tries to keep up so as to document the friendship. Not only do these two pals have a popular song on YouTube, but they also have a book about them. Sniffer and Tinny, A True Tale of Amazing Animal Friendship, was published in June 2016. Berg and author Barrett Helberg hope their tale will raise awareness around the fox fur trade. Puppet the Cat and Puff the Bearded Dragon. What's better than basking in the Texas sunshine of your favorite windowsill with your best friend? Puppet the Cat has no qualms about the fact that her best friend Puff the Bearded Dragon isn't even a mammal. Their tightly knit relationship has been going strong since 2010. In Deer and Goose. One spring in Buffalo, New York, a mateless Canadian female goose decided to nest in a cemetery urn. Soon thereafter, an employee noticed that a male antlerless deer had begun to watch over the goose and even to position itself between the bird and any passersby. The deer stayed by her for at least four days of her pregnancy. From a human standpoint, we can fill in a lot of blanks, but it doesn't mean we're right, Joel Thomas, the Erie County SPCA Wildlife Administrator, said in an interview with Reuters. Does he know she's nesting? I don't know. 
Is he going to leave when the chicks hatch? I don't know. And finally, in the news, April 10, 2021, in the Today's Pet section by Francesca Gariano, brutally honest adoption ad for demonic chihuahua goes viral. Going once, going twice for the neurotic, man-hating, animal-hating, children-hating dog who looks like a gremlin. Have you ever heard of a chihuahua described as a haunted Victorian child? What about a Chucky doll in a dog's body? Well, now you have. A tweet about a demonic chihuahua named Prancer, who was up for adoption, has gone viral on Twitter due to the brutally honest description written by his foster owner of what potential adapters could expect from the dog. Tiffany Fortuna, Prancer's current foster owner, shared a post to Facebook on April 7 with some photos and videos of the two-year-old pup trying to find a way to make the dog sound appealing to future adoptive owners. I've tried for the last several months to post this dog for adoption and make him sound palatable she wrote. The problem is, he's just not. There's just not a very big market for neurotic, man-hating, animal-hating, children-hating dogs that look like gremlins. But I have to believe there's someone out there for Prancer because I am tired and so is my family. Every day we live in the grips of the demonic chihuahua hellscape he has created in our home. Fortuna wrote that fellow Chihuahua owners would understand what she was talking about, saying, Prancer embodied the Chihuahua meme that describes them as being 50% hate and 50% tremble. If you're intrigued and horrified at how this animal sounds already, just wait, there's more, she added. Prancer came to me obese, wearing a cashmere sweater with a bacon, egg, and cheese stuffed in his crate with him. I should have known it. In that moment, this dog would be a problem. She explained that his previous owner was an elderly woman who treated Prancer like he was a human and didn't socialize him. Sprinkle in a little genetic predisposition for being nervous and you've concocted a neurotic mess, a.k.a. Prancer, she wrote. His first week, he was too terrified to have a personality. As awful as it sounds, I kind of liked him better that way. He was quiet and just laid on the couch. Didn't bother anyone. I was excited to see him come out of his shell and become a real dog. I'm convinced at this point he is not a real dog, but more like a vessel for a traumatized Victorian child that now haunts our home. She also made an epic reference to the office in terms of how Prancer gets along with other animals. We have somewhat come to an agreement that it's wrong to attack the other animals she explained, but you know that episode of The Office where Michael Scott silently whispers, I'll kill you, to Toby? That's Prancer having to begrudgingly coexist with everyone when I'm around. Prancer also has a very specific taste in humans in that he only likes women, so if you have a husband, don't bother applying unless you hate him. We also mentioned no kids for Prancer. I think at this point you can imagine why, she said. He's never been in the presence of a child. But I can already imagine the demonic noises and shaking fury that would erupt from his body if he was. Prancer wants to be your only child. 
Despite Prancer's oddities, Fortuna said that he has some good traits, including his loyalty and penchant for companionship. She wrote, He likes to go for car rides. He is housebroken. He knows a few basic commands. He is quiet and non-destructive when left alone at home. And even though we call him baloney face, he's kind of cute to look at. He also smiles when he's excited. Fortuna understands that Prancer might be a hard sell and that finding someone who wants a Chucky doll in a dog's body is hard. If you've always wanted your own haunted Victorian child in the body of a small dog that hates men and children, please email njwoof at cs.com, she wrote. Oh, also, he's only two years old and will probably live to be 21 through pure spite, so take that into account if you're interested. Prancer is available for adoption through Second Chance Pet Adoption League located in Mount Morris Plains, New Jersey, even with the colorful description of Prancer given by Fortuna. Stephanie Pearl, a representative for Second Chance Pet Adoption League, told today via email that they have had inquiries nationwide for potential owners wanting to adopt him after sharing Fortuna's post on their Facebook page, but are only accepting local applications in order for the potential adopter to meet with him and form a connection. We have had lots of lovely, well-meaning people inquiring, and we hope that every one of them goes to their local shelter or rescue and opens their home to a needy dog like Prancer. Well, maybe not just like Prancer, but there are so many homeless dogs in need, she wrote. Pearl said that Second Chance Pet Adoption League specializes in misunderstood little ones, much like Prancer who need specific homes due to their fears, lack of socialization, and training, as well as tough pasts. She also says for anyone looking to adopt a new canine friend into their family, not to overlook the underdogs. No matter what personality, breed, size, age you are looking for, you can find your match in a shelter or rescue somewhere, she wrote. And consider being a foster home. Prancer is only alive, adored, and now scarily famous today because his foster mom stepped up and rescued him to keep him from being euthanized or brought to a shelter where his unique um, attitude may not have been understood or appreciated. Prancer's unique personality melted the hearts of many on social media who have now become personally invested in his adoption journey and are still thinking about him after the viral post. I really hope Prancer the Chihuahua finds his forever home. I love you, sweet devil prince, one person tweeted. Another user wrote, just read the adoption ad for Prancer the haunted Victorian Chihuahua and I damn near choked on my tea. Someone please adopt and love this dog. Listeners, here's an update on Prancer since this article. Several sources have reported that he has been adopted. On April 26, We Rate Dogs tweeted this, along with some photos of the tan and white prancer in which the furry demon is pictured with his ears plastered back on his head and giving side-eye to the camera. It reads, this is Prancer. He's the vessel for a traumatized Victorian child who went viral for his brutally honest adoption ad. We are excited to share he finally found his forever home, one without men, 
children, or anything else he can't hacking stand. He rates 14 out of 10. And at soft side one adds that thanks to Prancer and his viral adoption and writing foster Tiffany Fortuna, around 10 more pups have been adopted from Second Chance Pet Adoption League. And that will do it for this week. I'm your host, Mary DeFranco. I hope you enjoyed the program. Thanks for listening. Please join me next time. Don't forget, please spay and neuter your pets. It's healthy for them and the environment.